My name is Elizabeth Lewis, and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. Okay, today, you guys, over the weekend, let me give you context. Over the weekend, we posted, we reposted a post by one of our readers, and her post said, cancel culture is canceled in my home. And so I saw that and I was like, yes, because I feel like people are so quick to cancel people. And I'm not talking people who have serious offenses. We're not talking the Harvey Weinsteins, murderers. We're not talking Derek Chauvin. Is it Chauvin or Chauvin? Chauvin. Any of those. Not that we should really give his name any context. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about everyday life where somebody makes one mistake and you have already written them off before you even walk away from the conversation. So with this post that was put up, people were going crazy. Like it is one of those posts that people cringe at where they're just like, oh my gosh, all these comments. I feel like I have to go pop popcorn just to watch the comments. And I used to actually feel that way. Now I'm just like, gosh, that, that's actually a great perspective. That's a great, like I can, I can see the other side of it. But what I think people are missing in the context of things is that cancel culture has become this. And, and I did read in the post people, people were saying, well, that's been around forever. That's, I get that. But to be quite honest, I didn't recently start hearing it, uh, really start hearing about it until the pandemic hit, where people just had less grace for each other. And so I think what we kind of just really want to quickly touch on is kind of talk about where we stand with cancel culture and how we need to maybe differentiate and be a little bit better about how we use the term. And a woman actually posted on there and she said, I actually prefer the term consequence culture. Ooh, yeah. Isn't that good? So I was like, that's actually so much better holding people accountable. Like you, there are consequences to your actions because it's not always a negative thing. It's not always negative to learn from your mistakes. Absolutely. Actually, some of the best lessons I've ever learned are from the mistakes that I've made. Mm -hmm. So before we started, Tumkeen was kind of giving us an idea too, how she felt. And by all means, we're, we're not saying here, we, I guess we, I guess we don't really know where everyone stands. I am against this whole like using this term cancel culture in the sense that I think we need to do a better job, like I said, differentiating. And and how it really – I really realized it was Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this because it's an important piece of this this whole – I feel like cancel culture really like blew, blew, blew up. Like oh yeah, when she did this, and so I, if you followed Rachel for a while, she's obviously made her fair share of mistakes. So the first, the second, probably even the third, I was like, all right, she's learning along the way. And this last big mistake that she made, I was like, all right, girl, girlfriend's not yeah, anything. girlfriend, you don't need you know like stop telling people to go wash their face. Like <laughs> I think too, just the way she said it, and and kind of coming across like you know 
nobody else does hard work like she does this whole thing. And I, and I think using prominent black women and how she's unrelatable as if these other women who did amazing things for us or for the world, comparing herself to them as them being unrelatable. So that brings me to, yeah, yikes, right? And how, so let me introduce you to our cast really quick. So we have Christina's joining us again. You have Tom Keen. And then Kristen, our podcast manager, is with us today. Hello. Hello. So we are going to just kind of, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to get your perspective on kind of how you feel with cancel culture. Like what, when you hear cancel culture, are you someone's like, yes, let's cancel them all? Or are you like, what'd they do? Well, this is Kristen here, and I grew up in cancel culture. Like, my mom, we used to call her the boycott mom. Like, she boycotted everything and anything for any reason. If you gave her a reason enough that she firmly felt strongly about, she would, like, there's decades that she didn't go to Target. Could I tell you why she stopped going to Target? But she wouldn't go to Target. But she would do this thing where she would call me and be like, hey, where'd you get that? Oh, you got it at Target? Will you get me one? No, go to Target. Get it yourself. So she would have you buy it. Oh, yeah. But she is the ultimate cancel culture. And I, so I grew up just hating this about her because like we would just can't anything. And it was like, but it was very much like she had the opinion, like if I cancel it, well, you're my daughter, so you should cancel it too. So I grew up hating cancel culture. So I actually reposted that post, but I took it down immediately. I literally posted it. And then I was like, that's going to spark too much like controversy. But you felt it like, yeah, I totally felt it, but I felt it for a while. Like I grew up feeling it. And then with recent events, I felt it get worse. And I've also seen a shift in my mom. Like, my mom goes to Target now. She quit canceling everything. And she realized, like, kind of how toxic that behavior was. So now it is something like we joke around in the family, like, hey, remember when mom canceled Target for decades and X, Y, and Z? But I think, like, today, I think, yes, there are times when it's important to cancel things. And then there's times where it's just, like, you're being ridiculous. Like... I think it's all up to perception. But I do think cancel culture has gotten a little bit out of control. It's so crazy. It kind of brings something up for me. I I think my parents were like that with their families. Yeah. Oh, because wow. my mom wouldn't like how my mother-in-law would treat her, stuff like that. Like I'm very much so like – I don't. Her. Yeah, she does. I don't agree with a lot of the things my mother-in-law does. But I'm just like, whatever. It doesn't yeah. affect my daily life, right? Whereas my yeah. mom's like – and this is where I say I don't really have a lot of – family, like close family, because my mom's like, oh, you feel that way? Shh, I'm done with you. Oh, mm, I grew up that yeah. way. My, mo- my mom has been estranged from her brother since we were Yeah, that was kids. like, that was my dad. And, culture. <laughs> yeah. So, so you saying that just brought up like so many feelings. And that's just like, one of the wow. many things. I mean, cancel culture can be, a, it's not just, hey, I don't like that person. So it could be in a number of things, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it really depends on the context. I think that who it's towards depends on how grave of an offense that they committed, how much have they put an effort in redemption. If they've asked the right people for forgiveness or for some type of showing some type of remorse. So I think it's way too broad to include everything and everyone into it. Right. Some people are absolutely deserving of it. No second chance because what you did um, hurt lives, maybe even took lives, you know, brought a lot of trauma onto people, hit people in a way that triggered them, you know. So the graver the offense, 
the more work you need to do to be not canceled out. And if you think that just, um, you know, a simple sorry in written message is going to do the same effect, it won't. You, you really need to earn it back. Whereas some people for the smallest little thing are just not only called out, but they're canceled out, their employment is gone. They're just basically, you're telling them that you are now like, you're just like not worth the life that you have. And that is very, very toxic. And so I think that there has to be a lot of context on what who it is, what they're doing, and then also who how close it is to you. So if it's somebody like your mom, and, and like for me, if it was something that my mom, you know, felt about somebody, but they're a family member, I think that grace and forgiveness, it all comes into place and depends on the crime, once again. Like, it depends on what they did. I mean, if it was a heinous thing, then, yeah, you're deserving to absolutely be cut out. Um, but if it's something that we can kind of, you know, work towards or work out of it, then then, then it's then it's worth kind of mending the fences in that one. That's a, those are all good points. I think there's two, this is Christina, there's two very different sides to cancel culture right now. I've listened to everybody's comments and I say all of these things very carefully. And you have one side that is true cancel culture. Yes, things, people, places, they need to be canceled out. These are things, people, and places that have long histories of screwing up, of not learning a lesson, of being shady, whatever you want to call it. Long histories of that. We've seen it. Those need to be canceled. But somewhere along the line, and I saw this happen with the pandemic, people were... I don't know if I want to call it getting selfish. They were looking for recognition. They were looking to stand for something and be recognized for anything on social media. When I see Demi Lovato talking about an ice cream parlor and their diet choices and trying to cancel out an ice cream parlor, and I'll call Demi Lovato out, and and you have – 20 Demi. billion fo- – Demi, if you're listening, honey, you have 20 <laughs> billion followers and you're going to cancel out some little ice cream store? Yeah. It became I'm going to cancel this or cancel that. It became about the person canceling more than what's being canceled. I'm going to stand up for anything because I need self-worth. I need to stand up for something. Yeah. So now we're canceling the little boutique. We're canceling the mom and pop laundromat because they ran out of dryer sheets. We're canceling not whatever. Using organic soap. Absolutely. You know, we're canceling. We're not having discussions. We're not growing. We're just canceling, canceling, canceling. Again, yeah. you got a long history of screwing up. Yeah, we got to talk about that. We're going to take a look at that and see who we're going to support. But you know, is this about doing right for the community, the world, whatever you want to call it? Or is this about a self-righteousness reason to stand up? I want to be recognized. Again, I'm a, mm. I love social media, but we all now feel like we are celebrities and we need to stand. And, you know, I think my uncle did the best thing for me. You know, DDR is very big on social media and I had a huge following and he came and he just said, sometimes you're just not that important and that's okay. You yeah. know, just live in the moment. It's okay. Put down your phone. And everybody wants to stand for something. And and it's because they don't know what their self-worth is and they don't know what they're here for. They don't know what their purpose is. We have so many people walking around in bodies with no purpose. And they're like, if I can't, if I cancel the laundromat, I'll tell my kids that I canceled that laundromat on the corner. That that was my doing. I canceled the laundromat for not having tied. They were using generic laundry soap. I canceled it. My kids will be proud. So, you know, it's it's a very fine line, like Tom Keen was saying. And yes, do we need cancel culture? We do. But we also need people to have some self-recognition, some self-worth and, and a bigger sense of community, I think. Yeah. No, the, it's I heard that the Demi Lovato thing this morning. And her apology to me was like cringeworthy, actually. I didn't she even was, hear about this. Really? Was I, it a, I, was it a yeah. small business that she's It was canceled? like a... 
like an ice cream frozen yogurt thing or something. And it was, I guess when she checked out, there were like sugar-free options and they said, well, we have those there for diabetics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then she like issued a thing. Yeah. And she spoke to, like you said, all of her followers. Mm -hmm. And and that's what's scary though, because she is, there's so many people watching her and looking at her and so many little girls too that want to know what she's doing. And when you have somebody like that, as opposed to my mother, I mean, it's, it's, it can get dangerous. And if that's like, and I don't know the story, but if that's a small mom and pop shop, it's, a, I think, a mother and daughter. That's it's, sad. I mean, just yeah. let me tell these girls something. If you're looking at celebrities that are focused on canceling ice cream, then we really, I mean, Denny, yeah. I'm going to send you all the love, but your career think, is gone. <laughs> right. I think it goes back to the parents, right? I think that if the, the education should not be coming from the social media, they should be coming from their home. And I think that we fall into the mistake of letting the world educate our kids before we've educated them ourselves. And things like this come up, I think we should be talking points that we kind of sit with kids down and discuss, you know, that what's going on, that, you know, I'm sure you've read about it. And if your daughter is a fan of Demi, then, you know, you kind of just bring up the point and say, hey, this came up. What do you think about it? What, how do you feel about it? Having those important discussions right now, especially with kids and us, uh, most of us, you know, locked up inside the houses and just on our devices a lot more. Um, than we used to be, we there has to be conversations happening at home. And if mom is counseling people out, daughter listens, and she might grow up with those type of same ethics, except for Christian. But but I think there's conversations that have to be have, and I think that these things coming up more and more means that us as parents, um, especially if we've got older kids, I've got teens at home, that we need to talk about that, that, and that you know it's okay to not follow someone, it's okay to not agree with every single thing that you hear or read someone say and how they should not hold that much importance in your life that stops you from doing something just because they said not to do it. That mom down the street, she's probably enjoying it. That coworker with a kid the same age as yours, probably enjoying it. That woman at Trader Joe's, who's your favorite cashier, also probably enjoying it. I'm talking about cannabis. It's time to start normalizing the use of cannabis, particularly among females and moms. It's not a scary thing. The awesome team at Cloud Cannabis is on a mission to educate how cannabis can help you take your life to the next level, to be happier, healthier, and simply the best version of yourself. Visit a Cloud Cannabis store and let their bud tenders guide you to the products that will meet your desired goals and effects. Use the code DMP, that's D as in dog, M as in Mary, and P as in peanut, at checkout in-store or online to get $10 off when you spend $75 or more. Visit www.cloudcannabis.com to learn more. I think we also need to be raising our kids with a sense of growth and grace, that not everybody is going to be perfect. Apologies mean something that you can grow from pain and that there's that there's lessons there. And I know so many of us as moms like to shield our kids from all the pain and growth and things like that, but... I think that grace is extremely, and I even felt this way until a couple of years ago, everything was very black or white. And I think grace is extremely undervalued in our, in our society and, and knowing that people are going to make mistakes. You know, there was a, today there was a pizza shop, I forget which one on Facebook saying like, please be patient with our staff. Half of our staff is out for COVID and people are screaming at us and yelling at us about pizza. That's but yet so the crazy. same people will wait in a Starbucks line for 30 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and so 
giving some grace. Entitlement. You hit it right on the head as we have this sense of entitlement. Well, everybody's fighting their own unique battle. Mm -hmm. And that plays into so many of like their own personal decisions. And I think that's where the part where you said like give people grace because you really don't know what they're fighting. You don't know what the backstory is of why this is triggering them so much. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And again, that and if you have it, a big platform and if yeah. you have a big platform, then you have a responsibility and you have to know that before you press that button mm-hmm. to post. And that's the difference between a Demi Lovato and right. myself, you know, Kristen from Detroit that nobody right. knows, you no, know. And, and you take it, you know, you talk about, you don't know what someone's going through. When I look at, uh, I'm, I'm going to look at someone like Demi, I hate to call you out, girl. I know we're friends and we're cool and everything. But, you know, when I look at Demi Lovato, you had that much of a reaction to ice cream. There's something deeper there. That's that's your own right. weight loss struggles. That that's your right. own body image. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, when I say, you know, when people hate on something, it's something within themselves. We really need to take a look and like, what just triggered you against right. ice right. cream? Yeah. Not just, oh, I'm going to like and follow because Demi said that. What just... Demi, what yeah. happened, girl? Yeah. Tell me about it. It's- I think it's her. She does. She's very open about her struggles with like. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that there's definitely a different way she could have gone about that. Mm-hmm. And even like I'm kind of scrolling back through some of these comments in here and it's so crazy. So I just want to kind of give you guys a perspective. So close to 10,000 people looked at this post. 2,108 people interacted. So I want to. I want to be clear with that. Help you understand this. 133 people liked or loved it. One one person laughed at it, which we're always, we always have that one person. Think about how many people did not comment nor like this post because of the comments in the comment section. For sure. And a lot of these comments were really, really good. Like just kind of saying, gosh, now I can't click into it. They, they were really just like some great perspectives for people agreeing or disagreeing. And, and the thing is, like this one woman said that there is a whole other side of this equation where we are diminishing the importance of personal growth, conflict resolution, accountability for, for one's own feelings. When we cancel people ideas that we find offensive, it is easy. It is the easy way out and it takes away from our ability to grow as humans and important life lessons for our kids about resilience and self-confidence. There are ways to hold people accountable for their actions without a full-blown cancellation of them. It is too convenient and easy to be the victim, but no growth comes from it being a vicious cycle and quite frankly, gives more power to the ones who offended us, which that's true. Yeah. Like, and she said, there's learning on both sides of this equation that are important. Mistakes are meant to be learned from, of course, not everyone, but many of many, if not most will. And that is what life is all about. Then you scroll down. I was pretty surprised to see this. Super grateful people are speaking up about cancel culture is in fact quite appropriate and necessary. So then we keep reading, right? Women, more women are like this. Then we go down. There's to be consequences. Cancel culture is just a coin nickname for holding folks accountable for their actions. Call it what you want. It's necessary for growth, growth to have consequences. So do you see what I'm saying? There is a, there is clearly a, a, there's a difference between accountability. Mm-hmm. Now, when do we cancel? In my opinion, we cancel when we have given numerous chances to grow from our mistakes, mm-hmm. right? So obviously we talked about Rachel Hollis. Like look at all these other people around us who have made numerous mistakes. Like 
and and they have people that speak out against it and they're still not, they're coming back and they're, they're, what is it? Apologies are less than stellar. Those people. Yeah. I, am I going to follow them? No. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, no. You know why we continue to follow? Because we want to see what the shit show is going to continue to be. 100%. But that's canceled. Like, you're canceling them. Yeah. Like, you're not going on Detroit Mom and saying, hey, everybody, did you see what Rachel Hollis posted? Yeah, no. You need to cancel her. And that's, that's difference. the difference. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. True. True. It's a personal, it's a personal mm-hmm. decision, right? Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. We all know this. We're never going to change someone's mind. It is very rare. I, although I do have to say, I'm hoping there's a lot more people. Like I know I am very much like, okay, that's a good point. But like, you have to go in knowing that like you're not going to change. Yeah. Mind. Like this is my opinion. Yeah. Like, and if I don't change your mind, that doesn't make a difference of, you know, our relationship. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. How about that we take opportunities like this and then bring change to this actual change when we know that people won't change, um, you know, their mind usually and something bothers us, then I guess there's also a chance for us to be accountable with ourselves and say how much of this action have we been participating in. Something like racism, I would say, that sometimes when someone does something, like, you know, a lot of times there's been celebrities have been canceled out because of blackface or other actions that they do where it almost feels like they're, not almost, they do, they're, they're ridiculing other cultures, religions, or people. And and people, there are the two sides of one be like, oh, it was just a joke. That the intention wasn't wrong. But then I think that when you take something like that, you see a celebrity who, if you kind of like, you know, unfollow, is not going to make a real big dent in their following. But you kind of take accountability and say, hey, how well, how much have I done this in my own personal life? Have I offended somebody? Mm-hmm. What can I learn from this mm-hmm. case and bring it into my life and make sure that I never do something that is that is ridiculing someone? Like yeah. with our with a lot, uh, a lot of people with Arab and Muslim. Um, culture and clothing in Halloween, people do that. They'll they'll put on the color. It's like a shade dressing, or it's like a it's like a woman with a covered face. I cover my face on, on a daily basis, and they think there's something, you know, something funny to laugh at. But it's, for me, as a Muslim woman, I'm not laughing at it. I'm sure for someone who comes from an Arab background, they're not laughing at it. So if you're gonna put something up like that, and you see a celebrity engage in action like that, take account in your own life and see if you've probably done that in your life and bring change that way. Yeah, like, and you know, this is such a great topic too, because I know with all the stuff going around with social justice as well, right? Like, and I think this is why people are so afraid to speak up too, is somebody says the one thing wrong and they're instantly attacked. I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to say anything again. Mm. And and here's the issue with that. We are never going to create change. Instead of like, if we could change the narrative and just say, hey, I'm not sure if you knew this, but X, Y, and Z, instead of being like, oh, you are such a racist, Sarah. (laughs) Sarah, any Sarah, I know I'm not calling you racist, but I'm just saying like people are yeah. so quick to jump at that. And, you know, I know in our Getting Comfortable with the Uncomfortable series, we've talked about this. They're like, why are white women not speaking up? And I do think a lot of it is they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I hear it all the time. And so yeah. whereas I'm just like and, – and, you know, that's – I've been on this large platform. I've made plenty of mistakes and I, I'm okay with making them, but I also realize most people aren't. They're not on large platforms where they've had the opportunity to make mistakes to correct them. And so when you're taking a woman that maybe stays home or whatever the case may be, or she's not in the black community at all, it just becomes this like, well, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to say you're kind of quiet because like, I know if I say anything, it probably is going to be the wrong thing. And I don't know what my friends are going to think because they're going to be like, why'd you even say if you don't even know what you're talking about? 
why'd you share that? You don't even shop there. Like you wouldn't probably even shop there because that's not your style, even though all you're doing is trying to support a black business owner, right? And so I think, Tumkeen, you made such a great point is, you know, just kind of bringing it back to, I think a lot of people, you know, I, I look at this post in particular and it's so interesting. Uh, I saw several like comments that were like, kind of, hey, this is, I get what the author is saying. And how they, she's, and a friend of mine actually sent me a personal message. She's like, Elizabeth, I looked how many people actually liked the, the post. And then I realized that how many other women are so scared to like it or comment because they're afraid of what those women in your comment are going to do to attack them. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen mm-hmm. it. Oh, you don't agree? <laughs> Let me tell you why you're wrong. Instead of, you know what I'm saying? Instead of sitting back and just being like, I always think about this stuff. It doesn't now, is your comment back to them going to help educate them or bring value to them? Or are you just shaming them or criticizing them for feeling the way that they do? And I think this is something we have to to remind ourselves when we're arguing in comments on Facebook or Instagram is I've I've had a lot of conversations in my life. I've never met anybody who I have changed their mind by screaming at them. Exactly. And you're coming from, I'm a recovering reactive. I used to be way more reactive. But sitting down, putting it like a sandwich. Yeah. You know, you're doing this great. This is what we could do better. And you're also doing this great. And I've never changed anybody's mind by screaming at them. And well, I've screamed at a lot right. of people. <laughs> and too, when right. you're like the written word to me or typing it out is just, it, you know, because I'm going to interpret, interpret, interpret how like what you word. did, right? Interpret what you just said to me, however I choose in my mind. Absolutely. Like, Mark, could you please come up with video responses? Like, because then you can feel inflection or voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's so different versus, you know, like when I read those comments, mine had like a bit of an attitude. And I was like, maybe mm. she didn't mean that. That's just yeah. how she talks. Because you know those people, have you guys seen those reels where it's like responses yep. from my husband? You said like, okay. Yep. Right on. Yep. Bye. And you're just like, I just gave you two fucking paragraphs of shit. <laughs> and you respond yep. back to me. My husband, it literally makes me want to poke his eyeballs. He's like, right. Uh-huh. What the f- does that mean? That's right. what I say to like, babe, what does that mean? And, you know, like stuff like that. So I'm just like, when we put our own interpretation into people's responses – Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then – I don't know. I just think that – like you said, nobody – by saying stuff like that or it could – I just feel like problem with text stuff. now. I know. You know I nobody knows it. how it's really meant to be. That's like, why I voice there's everything. No yeah. yeah. I will You're never right. – I tell this to people, I'm going to voice this to you or I'll probably call you mm-hmm. because I realize this will come across really rude. Mm. But what I'm really trying to say is X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. Or like when we get a disgruntled reader for whatever thing we post, I will always respond with either a text like or a voice text or a video text because you can actually hear what I'm trying to say. Right. We, mm-hmm. right. you know, just because one person or multiple people disagree – we are a platform for women to share their stories and every story is different, mm-hmm. whether you agree or disagree. So with that said, cancel culture needs to maybe pump its brakes or rain maybe we in. need to like, it needs to rain it. And maybe we even need a better definition. Like, yeah. can we, I think this micro cancel culture, you yes. know, this, yeah. this micro That's cancer culture needs to, to yeah. needs to stop. And we just and, need to have the discussion. Like, I think it'd be so important or so cool to kind of, maybe not, to sit with a group of women Mm -hmm. and just say, what does it mean to you? Because I bet you we would all have a different, like even before we started talking about this on this podcast right now, 
we had to literally understand where everybody was coming at before we even had this conversation. So what that makes me believe, we're all level-headed women here. Yeah. Well, we all had a different interpretation. We did. We did. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super important to talk about. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening. We're so excited to have you here for another week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so more moms can listen. We will see you next week. Good job. Is Steph out there?